So I want to do something a little different today on NFL Reckless Speculation. We're going to talk entirely about the uh, 2020 Indianapolis Colts with uh, Matt Johnson. And obviously the big deal was Phillip Rivers. The other big deal was DeForest Buckner. But what's the uh, what's the one move the Colts can make between now and the draft that can really help them for 2020, Matt? You know, I'd like to see whether it's because here's the thing. They still have two second round picks. You know, they got rid of they traded the first round pick, but they still have the two seconds. I would love them to add another receiver, whether it's going out in free agency and signing a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, who I think would be a great addition for this team, or you find a guy in the second round, maybe Justin Jefferson is right there for their first pick in the second round. Either of those options, I think you add another strong receiver that strengthens that receiving core, and Phillip Rivers is going to have all day to throw with more weapons. I think that's the one move left that I'd like to see them make. Welcome to NFL Reckless Speculation, brought to you by SportsNot.com. And it's your good friend, it's your pal, it's your compadre, it's TC, everybody. How you doing? Also on the big show, as mentioned, Matt Johnson. You can follow him at MattJ underscore sports on Twitter. So, Philip Rivers, what kind of quarterback is he now? Is Emmanuel Sanders kind of the perfect... Uh, Sanders is more of a possession-type receiver, right? And is Rivers right. Rivers doesn't get the ball down the field as much as he used to, right? Or did he ever? Yeah, you know, he likes to take some shots down the field, but you know, he's what he's he's 38 now. Like you've got to limit his arm. You've got to make sure you're managing his reps, how deep he's strong, how much he's strong. This is still gonna be a run based team. So yeah, just get a guy like Emmanuel Sanders who can get open, you know, make plays happen after the catch. Sanders will make the big plays, Rivers can make the easy throws. How long is the deal that Rivers signed? Is it going to be a two-year deal? Is it a one-year deal? You know, that's the, that's the thing I loved about this for Indianapolis is that they got him on a one-year deal. And really, you know, when you're talking about contracts, the ones that often get criticized are the big deals. Four years, five years, even three-year deals can get criticized. But I like one-year deals, which they did with Rivers, because if things don't work out, you're not hurting your cap space next year and your future years. It's one and done. If if he he's, if he ends up being great for the team, perfect. You know, he's already said that he loves it there. He would like to stay so you can, you know, enter contract negotiations. If he proves he's not on the decline, and if he is or just he doesn't live up to the standard, move on from him. It's fine. So I think the one-year deal was the perfect scenario for both Rivers to prove himself and for the Colts to not have to make any long-term commitment. Is it a safe assumption to assume that the Colts are all in for 2020 now by going out and trading their first-round pick, which we'll talk about in just a second, uh, getting Phillip Rivers and potentially trying to get a guy like Emmanuel Sanders uh, onto the team to pair with T.Y. Hilton? Are they all in for 2020? Is this like, is Jim Ursay doing a, hey, it's it's all about now, though there's a chance that it could be all about 2021 if things go sideways in 2020? Ursay is absolutely in win-now mode. You know, they tried the long-term plan. They had Andrew Luck. They thought they were in perfect position. Then, obviously, Luck suddenly retired. Things fell apart this past year. Jacoby Brissett didn't work out for him. Now, it's all on 2020. They're putting all their chips on the table. That's why they were willing to trade that first-round pick. That's why they were willing to go after Rivers instead of a younger quarterback because they want to win a Super Bowl now. They see, hey, 
if we can add a great quarterback, we already have the pieces and plays on the offensive line and at running back to contend. No one else in this division seemingly wants to win it, so we can take that with ease. Playoff spot locked up right there. So we need to build a championship roster. We're making the moves this offseason. We could see them being even more aggressive during the draft or during fragency. You know, if some guys fall, some guys say, you know, I want to go win a championship with the Colts. But this is a team Jim Irsay is ready to win that championship ring. He's been telling the fans that he wants to bring them another ring, and he is determined to do it in 2020. Can Phillip Rivers, even though he's never won in San Diego, I mean, he's won, but he's never won the big games uh, and the biggest of them all, the Super Bowl, can he be their Peyton Manning in reverse? What Peyton Manning was to the Broncos can, and I know that Rivers is a better quarterback at this point still in his career than Peyton Manning was when he won the title for the Broncos uh, in Denver. But can Rivers be that guy, or isn't he just a is 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 he a big time quarterback, or is he just a a good quarterback that's never going to win the big game? You know, that's because you like Rivers' talent, even at 38 years old. You know, we saw some signs of decline this past season, but there's still not talent there. But what we also seen in his history, he's been given, especially last year, there were moments where, listen, the ball is in your hands. You can go out. You can win the game. And often he would throw an interception. Now he's in a new scenario. Will this coaching staff get the best of him? I think they can get the most out of him. I think that this situation is perfect where – because, listen, when he was with the Chargers – he played behind one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL for most of his career. Now he's playing behind one of the best offensive lines in his career. He's going to have a strong running game behind him. The defense with the DeForest Buckner addition is going to be stronger. And I say all this because Rivers is not going to be the guy that carries his team to the Super Bowl. He's not going to be the F-150 truck that you can throw everything in the back and he's going to drive you to Tampa Bay to win it. But he'll help support. He will make the right decisions. He'll make a few big plays. And this will be a well-rounded team where because of the addition they made with Rivers, which is a clear upgrade over Jacoby Brissett, this team will be able to contend by that quarterback upgrade. It's not going to be all on Rivers' shoulders. If that was the game plan, it would be a horrible decision by the Colts. But they know what they're doing. This is going to be a well-balanced attack. It's going to be an approach that is based off defense, running the football, and making smart decisions. Rivers can do that, and that's why this team has an outside shot at winning the Super Bowl next year and contending with Kansas City Chiefs. Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator for a couple seasons in San Diego back in 2014 and 2015. I want to ask you about that in just one second. Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. 
Business with personality. That's the idea that launched London's business newspaper, City AM, 15 years ago. And it's the same idea that inspired our new daily podcast, The City View, where you'll find me, City AM editor Christian May, interviewing the most well-known, influential and colourful figures from business, politics and finance. The City View from City AM, with a new episode every morning. It's the perfect start to your working day. Hey, if you're digging on the show, make sure you subscribe to NFL Reckless Speculation on iTunes or maybe you prefer Google Podcasts or Stitcher or even Spotify, which is a great platform these days. Check us out there. And if you want to leave us a review, we'd love it. A five-star review is going to get it read on the big show. We're going to give you some love. So, hey, if you can leave a Twitter handle or something in there too, we'll, we'll do that for you as well. So Frank, as I love to call him, Frank Lloyd Reich, and uh, Philip Rivers have a history together for two years in San Diego when Frank was the offensive coordinator in San Diego, at least according to my research. They were pretty good uh, back then. In, in fact, they were, I think, uh, what, uh, fourth in passing yards and tenth in um, uh, the next year in, in, in passing yards. What do you think? Are they gonna? Is, is this is this a rekindling of a relationship that's gonna bear some fruit? No pun intended with it, the uh, Philip Rivers uh, lovemaking uh, children thing that he's got going on. Speaking of bearing fruit, I think it is, and you know that's the one thing that because listen, going back for weeks and months, people were always talking about Rivers Indy, 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 Indy. You mentioned the race relationship he has with Frank Reich. They know Reich, Reich knows exactly what makes Rivers tick. He knows how to channel Rivers' ferocious, lively energy and channel it into being the best player he can be. He knows what Rivers can do at his peak. And he knows that Walt Rivers isn't at that talent level peak-wise anymore. He knows what Rivers' strengths are. He knows what his weaknesses are. He will build his offense to take advantage of each one of those things. And the other thing you have here, it's not just Reich. You have Colts offensive coordinator, Nick Sirianni, who is, you know, the quarterback coach with Rivers. They have a very close relationship. These guys know each other so well. You know, usually you'll have a scenario where a quarterback will sign with a new team and, okay, he has to get used to knowing the offense. He has to get used to knowing the coaching staff. It's completely new surroundings. There's an adjustment period. That's not something that Rivers needs to have with the Colts. He's going to fit in like a glove easily. It's going to be something where he can be very comfortable. He'll pick up the offense very quickly, and it won't take very long for this team to start clicking. And I think we're going to see when the season begins, and even you know during the preseason, just from the reports we hear about what he's doing, that there, he's everything is just in rhythm. Everything is consistent. He's picking up everything quickly and they're really building something that can take advantage of his strengths. I love Jack Doyle, but he only had 43 catches last year. I think of the uh, name Antonio Gates. Tell me, can Jack Doyle become Antonio Gates with Philip Rivers throwing the ball? He cannot. I think one thing we saw in 2018 is that this offense is better when they use two tight ends. Eric Ebron had a 13-touchdown season in 2018. Obviously, things didn't go well for him this past season, and now he's moving on. But I think the Colts realized that, you know, when e Ebron went down with a season-ending injury, 
and it was just Doyle. While it worked, they needed another guy to pair with them. They want to use that two tight end set. We saw that at times with the Los Angeles Chargers when they had Hunter Henry and Antonio Gates. Even though Gates was older, they still found ways to make it work. And that's why you're hearing reports the Colts are interested in Delaney Walker, who the Titans just cut. Because you have two weapons there that you can use. While Walker's older, he's dealt with some injuries of his own. He's still a very productive player. He's a savvy veteran who can knows what routes to run. He can pick up this offense quickly. And I think if you bring in that two tight end set of Walker and Doyle, it can be very effective for the Colts next season. But if it's just Doyle alone, I'm not as quite as confident in him stepping up into that big time role. Uh, what about, uh, I'm, I'm not sure I'm saying his name right, uh, Naheim? Naheim Hines. Naheem Hines. Can he be Danny Woodhead? You know, I think he can be that Danny Woodhead, you know, even what we saw last year with Austin Eckler guy, where it's that nice weapon you can use out of the backfield, whether it's screens, whether it's a guy rolling out, running up the seams, whatever you need. I think he can exactly be that kind of impact running back receiver. And we saw Austin Eckler, you know, Rivers got so comfortable with that. He knew Eckler could make big plays for him. And now being in Indianapolis, Naheem Hines can be that same type of guy. And when you have that type of player in a modern offense, it can it changes everything. You can move him out of the backfield. He can be in the backfield and run the ball. He can do so many different things. He's a versatile weapon. And when he's on the field and if he shows he can run the football, if you're a defense, you don't know, is this team going to run the ball? Are they going to do a screen? Is Naheem Hines going to roll out? Is he going to motion out for the slot? What is he going to do? So if he takes that next step and he and Rivers develop that chemistry, he's going to be a huge weapon for the Colts next season. And we talk about the weapons they already have on this play, on this team, if they can add more and Hines steps up. Plus, we haven't even talked about Marlon Mack, who was phenomenal this past season. Yeah, he Everything is in place. Yeah. Uh, so one more comparison, and I know this is going to be the ultimate of stretches. I love T.Y. Hilton. Absolutely love him as a player. He only played in 10 games last year. He got hurt a little bit. Uh, he's 30 years old now. Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, Philip Rivers, T.Y. Hilton? Yes or no? It, I'm going to say no, but... Yeah, I, I think what we're going to see from T.Y. Hilton is, because listen, he's such a different player when he has a good quarterback throwing on the football. At Jacoby Brissett's peak, T.Y. Hilton was electric. When Andrew Luck was throwing the football, T.Y. Hilton was phenomenal. So I think we're going to see T.Y. Hilton return to that Pro Bowl form next season. It's not He's not going to be an all-pro. He's not going to be leading the league in touchdowns. It's not going to be that Hall of Fame caliber connection. But he can still be an outstanding number one receiver who makes plays in spaces, who makes a 10-yard catch turn into a 70-yard touchdown. He can move the chains. He can do whatever you want. Even if it's not as much of the deep ball, I think it's still going to be a strong, strong connection between these two. All right. All right. Cool. So what's next uh, for the Colts. I, I actually I had a question. It was going to be a great question too, Matt. You were going to be like, "Wow, that might have been the 
greatest question in the history as I'm vamping here the greatest question of the greatest question in the history of questions and now I have oh I remembered it I remembered and I want to ask you about it in just one second it's about Jacoby Brissett and if they can get anything for him in a trade so let me uh, let me ask you about that in one second whoops here we go What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. Hey everyone, this is Sharon Waxman. I'm the founder and the editor-in-chief of The Wrap, the premier news source for daily coverage of the entertainment industry. I'm also your host of this new podcast, The Wrap Up, a show that gives you an insider's look at the top stories in Hollywood. Each week, we'll bring you the latest news on the business of movies, TV, streaming, and tech. So be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you each week on The Wrap Up. And let's go, Raider Nation. It's me, Evan Grote, host of Just Pod Baby. Join me as I bring you the latest news on your Las Vegas Raiders. On Just Pod Baby, I will give you my thoughts on all things silver and black. And of course, you can expect to receive the best information from top-notch guests. Be sure to listen to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast, part of the Silver and Black Today Media Group. Hey, uh, if you're digging on the show, uh, make sure you uh, check out sportsnot.com. That's sportsnot.com. And you can follow uh, Sportsnot on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at HeyTC. And then, of course, Matt and all of his uh, wonderful insights are MattJ underscore sports on the Twitter. Jacoby Brissett, anybody going to give him a sixth-round pick, fifth-round pick, fourth-round pick for Jacoby uh, in this coming draft if they wanted to pick up a little more draft capital? You know, I think you will get teams that call about Jacoby Brissett. The cap hit's not ideal at $21 million, but, I mean, considering what Jacoby Brissett, he can be more than a fill-in starter. There were flashes last season of him being a pretty good quarterback. There's a reason the Colts invested a significant chunk of money in him because they believed in him. And I think there's going to be other teams that believe in them too. You know, I mean, if you're a team like the Los Angeles Chargers, Tyrod Taylor is going to be your quarterback next year. Do you really want to trust that? <laughs> At least if you trade a fifth-round pick for Jacoby Brissett, you feel like, okay, if Tyrod doesn't work out, I at least have another option who can make things work. And another team, the New England Patriots. We know they've loved Jacoby Brissett in the past. They didn't really want to trade him, but the offer was right when they got Philip Dorsett. And now with Tom Brady gone, Jarrett Siddham's the only quarterback really that's viable on their roster that you would maybe even think about starting. You acquired Jacoby Brissett for, we'll say, a conditional fifth-round pick, depending on how many starts he makes next season. Maybe it can become a fourth. Maybe it just stays at a fifth-round pick. But that's a thing where at least the Patriots can say, okay, we have more options now. This is a guy who knows Josh McDaniels. Bill Belichick loves Brissett. At least we feel a little more secure and we don't have to think about, wow, are we even really going to win eight games next year? Because whether it's Sidham or Brissett, you at least can say, okay, 
we can mix and match, we can try things, and we can try to contend in 2020. So I think for the Colts, if they really look, they can find the right trade partner. The only question is going to be, do they want to move him given you have a 38-year-old quarterback and if something goes wrong, if Rivers gets hurt, what do you have behind him? Right. Trading the number 13 overall pick for DeForest Buckner, what was your immediate reaction to that um, from the Colts' perspective? I was quite surprised because it seemed like this was a team that, listen, they had they had many hands in the pots. They were looking everywhere. There were rumors they were looking into Nick Foles' trade. They were looking at potentially drafting quarterback. You know, people talk about Jordan Love for them. Maybe they moved up. But ultimately, they said, you know what, Rivers is our guy, and now we're going to use that 13th pick to go out and get an all-pro defensive tackle. DeForest Buckner, who, my goodness, did they pay him a lot of money, $21 million a year. He's now one of the highest-paid defense alignment in the NFL. But it's because they believe, listen, this is an all-pro guy. He is going to be sensational against the run. You know, listen, this is a team that's going to face Derrick Henry twice a year. This is a team that's going to face David Johnson twice a year. You want to be able to stop the run. And with the Forrest Buckner, you're going to be able to do that. His best trait is ability to stop the run. But he'll create some pressure, too, on the interior pressure. And then you talk to quarterbacks. Listen, you get blitz from the outside, you can at least step up in the pocket. If you're not as mobile and you get and that inside pocket gets penetrated by a guy like Forrest Buckner, who's gigantic, panic sets in. You're either going to throw away the football or you're going to take the sack. So that's going to be huge for this Colts defense. And while a first-round pick might seem like a lot, I think for the Colts it was a calculation of, listen, you know, we said it. They want to win now. DeForest Buckner is already an all-pro player. We're going to have him for the next five-plus years. We're ready to make this investment because we know what he can do for our defense, and he's going to transform everything. He'll make the job easier for the linebackers. He'll give the secondary more time to cover guys. That's the type of big move you make, and I love the move for the Colts. Is was that a for the, for the Niners? Was that just a pure financial play and moving on from Buckner? Because it seems like they've been drafting defensive linemen for like the last seventy five years. Every number one pick, I swear, is a defensive lineman, uh, and they yeah. finally they finally realized, oh, I, I think we got too many defensive linemen. We got to pay this guy, and he ended up being pretty good. How now? What do we do? Uh, yeah. So is was was that it? Because it, you always wonder. I mean, why is Philip Rivers leaving San Diego? What was wrong there that San Diego doesn't want him anymore? There's usually a reason why somebody doesn't want somebody anymore. And beyond it being a financial concern, what's the reason why San Francisco didn't want Forrest to Forrest Buckner anymore? Yeah, you know, I think San Francisco is in a position where you mentioned it. They've been drafting a lot of defensive linemen. And they realize, okay, so we have to pay a Reek Armstead, and they just did that. And then, oh, well, we also have DeForest Buckner, who's looking to get a big, big, big contract. And, you know, gave Jimmy G a big contract. We got to pay some offensive linemen. We got to pay linebackers. We just paid Jimmy Ward. We, yeah, DeForest Buckner, as much as you've been a great guy for us, we love you. We love what you contributed. We got to move on because we're not going to be able to pay you. And if the choice for us is having you for another season and getting a third-round compensation pick two years from now, 
are getting the 13th overall pick in a loaded 2020 NFL draft, oh, we're absolutely taking that draft because what we'll do is, since we already have, obviously, the 31st overall pick, we can stay there at 13 if Jordan Love is there. We can say, hey, New England, or hey, to another team, you want to come and trade up to the spot? We'll move down five or six picks, pick up a second-round pick, pick up a third-round pick. Right. Or if we stay at 13, we can get a guy like Jerry Judy. So I think for the San Francisco 49ers, this was a situation of both managing the cap and also taking advantage of being extremely deep on the defensive line and being able to exploit that to pick up a top 13 draft pick and potentially use that to get a number one receiver is, or an offensive yeah, lineman. Yeah, yeah. Is, uh, is, um, is, is DeForest Buckner a three-down lineman for the Colts uh, this year and next year? Yes, absolutely. I think he can be just that, and I think he can be an all-pro player for them. Okay. All right. So how does the defense shape up? It seems like they've got a lot of young talent there. Now they've got uh, Buckner, who's pretty young as well, and they've got Justin Houston. How does that defense shake out? Is is that a is that a top ten defense? And if it's not, is it is it is it close to being a top sixteen defense? You know, I think we can definitely say this is an above average and improving defense. Starts on the defensive line. Obviously, you have Buckner in the interior creating pressure. You go to the edge, and you know we said this in the past. Edge rusher is the second most important position on a team. Justin Houston was getting up there in age. He can create pressure from the outside. So you have pressure on the interior, pressure on the outside. That's going to create problems for quarterback. Now you move back a level to the linebacker. Darius Leonard is an all-pro linebacker. He is one of the best in the NFL. He was, I don't know how he fell as far as he did, but he's been a stud since he stepped foot onto the NFL field. Yeah, he's great. And he is going to be a stud for this team for the next decade plus. And his job's going to be easier because of the Buckner edition. And you go back to the secondary. Five interceptions for a linebacker. That's insane. He's just, he's one of those rare and, you know, we see this, you know, in the, the offseason where guys are paying linebackers who rack up a lot of tackles. But tackles, if you tackle a running back five yards downfield, that's a waste. Darius Leonard will create plays. He'll get turnovers. And he'll stuff running backs for gain of one yard or no yards. So he's just a stud. And in that secondary, Pierre Desir is a good corner. And they have Malik Hooker at free safety, who, if he stays healthy, he can be a nice little playmaker for them, too. Who retires first, Adam Vinatieri or Tom Brady? Oh man, I <laughs> I think it's going to have to be Vinatieri only because of the season he had last year. Yeah, is he back this year? Do you think? Are they bringing him back? I I think they're going to find another option. Are they? I think he just struggled so much that they're at the point where they have to move on. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, and especially if you're going if you're going all in this year with Rivers and the trade they just made. So. All right. You, th- you think uh, is is there any low cost veterans out there? You know, you mentioned that Indy has the uh, two number two picks um, in the upcoming draft. Is, is there any chance that they, if they're all in, you know, bundle those two number two picks uh, for a low cost guy that can make an impact, especially maybe in the? Uh, how about? I mean, do they have cap room for like an Anthony uh, Harris from Minnesota? who had a great season last year. You know, they have some cap room. You mentioned Anthony Harris, although they have Malik Hooker, so maybe they're not as interested. Although, True. hey, you put those two together, I think 
one thing we could maybe keep an eye on here. They don't have a first round pick, but those two second round picks, the Jaguars are shopping Yannick Ngakwe. He's a stud edge rusher. You add him to this defense, and we're talking about a team that wants to go all in. We're talking about one of the best defenses in the NFL if they had Nagakwe on that edge. Yeah, I could see that. That would be uh yeah, that would be game changing. I still think their cornerbacks, while they're they're solid, they're just they're not shut down by any means. But I mean, how do you right. how do you win an NFL championship these days? Well, you win with, uh, I guess, a quarterback. And, uh, well, I'd say you win with a young quarterback, but uh, Patrick Mahomes won, and then the year before that, Tom Brady won. So throw yeah. out the, uh, I guess you win with, uh, I, I don't know how you win anymore in the NFL. It's just, it's just, it's just fascinating. Well, the Colts, it's, it's for sure they're a playoff team next year, right? That's the, uh, but can they, can they host a first round bye? You know, I think with the roster they've constructed, because, yeah, as we mentioned, this is a team that, listen, especially with what the Texans did, giving away DeAndre Hopkins, the Titans, as much as fans don't want to believe it, they're going to regress next year. So, sure, the Chiefs will take that top seed. But, yeah, I think the Colts, they can win that number two spot, maybe contend for the number one spot. But we also have to remember, the NFL's getting rid of the number two seed, getting a bye. Oh, that's so right. if they get yeah. that, then sh- they have that spot, but they're still playing on wild card weekend. Here's your top two seeds next year in the AFC. I'm going on a limb. Indianapolis and Pittsburgh. Boom! Ooh. Winning chicken dinners Ooh. all around and the good stuff. All right, uh, any closing comments on uh, the Colts uh, and how they're looking as we head into the draft and out of free agency now? You know, I just, I feel like we're going to see one more big move for them. You know, we just, we talked so much about how this team is all in. Jim Mersey is a guy who likes to be aggressive. He likes to make splashy moves. So I think it feels quiet right now, but I, it, it feels like something big is coming. All right. Very cool. All right. Big show in the book, NFL Reckless Speculation. It's TC, everybody. And I'll see you in the emergency room. Smartphones have made it easier than ever to capture the moments that matter most in our lives. But all too often, those memories end up stuck on our devices or in the cloud. Fracture prints your digital photos directly onto glass, making your favorite moments come alive in vivid color. Hand-assembled in the USA in our solar-powered facility, Fracture glass prints are a unique and beautiful way to display and share your favorite moments. They also make thoughtful gifts. Simply upload your photo at FractureMe.com, select your size, and your glass print will be shipped to you ready to hang with just one screw. Use code POD15 in your cart to get 15% off your order. Focus on moments that matter with Fracture Glass Prints.